It is with great excitement that in 2021, we are blessed to have two new sponsors for the CT Startup Podcast. One of those sponsors is CT Next, an organization each one of our hosts, as well as many of our guests and listeners have had the opportunity and pleasure of interacting with. I'm going to let Glendalyn Thames, Deputy Commissioner of the DCD and Founding Executive Director of CT Next, explain what CT Next does for early stage businesses here in Connecticut. So what is CT Next? Our, our mission um, fundamentally is really to equip early stage companies and entrepreneurs with resources, guidance, um, networks to accelerate their, their growth um, and, and really creating an environment where our entrepreneurs can really start their business, grow their business and thrive in Connecticut and positioning Connecticut as the most desirable location in the country for an innovative company to build and grow and create jobs. And we do this, uh, you know, a few different ways, right? Um, one by, you know, really cultivating a network of public-private partnerships and really acting as a catalyst um, that supports entrepreneurs from ideation and growth to exits. Um, but then also, you know, providing direct funding to companies as well. So we have many programs um, that are non-dilutive capital to help accelerate kind of the early stages of growth of a company. Um, and then, you know, we we offer uh, other programming relative to, you know, again, building that, that, in, that community infrastructure across our state. So if you think about, you know, incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces where that, that dynamic knowledge sharing is happening and where kind of innovation actually starts and, and occurs. For more information, please visit www.ctnext.com. This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, so welcome back to another episode of the CT Startup Podcast. This is going to be an episode in our Innovation Places series uh, where we go around and talk to the different cities in Connecticut um, that are have a lot of startup activity and are doing some interesting things. Uh, Innovation Places, uh, you'll, you'll hear a little bit more about it in some of the, uh, the preview of the ads with uh, CI and CT Next. Um, but uh, for this episode, we are here with the Hartford Innovation Places, and we are here with Michelle Cody. Now, Michelle Cody is somebody who I have known for probably, you know, it's past decade now. Uh, and I think uh, we first met when I was uh, in college and, and doing some activity. And so um, it, it's always nice to see, um, you know, people kind of who, who have been here for a while. And, and that's kind of why we're doing uh, this podcast is because we want to kind of highlight kind of the, the overall kind of trajectory of the CT startup ecosystem. So Michelle Cody is the launch director um, and she is also the instructor and director of strategic partnerships at the UConn School of Business. And uh, before I, I uh, turn it over to her, uh, also joining us is Dave Menard. He's uh, back in it with us. Uh, Dave, how you doing? Good, yeah, hey, I'm here too. <laughs> before we before we cut him out of, uh, of the episode, uh, you know. So um, yeah, so hey, Michelle, uh, thank you for being with us on, on the podcast. 
Awesome. Thanks so much, Eric. And, and as you said, it's really fun for me uh, to be able to reconnect with uh, several different people um, through through the work that, that we're doing here. Um, you know, as you know, it takes a really dedicated group of individuals to help form um, and grow an ecosystem. And uh, both you and Dave uh, have been a, a constant presence in the formation of the ecosystem in Hartford, um, certainly over the last decade plus. Um, and uh, really, really grateful uh, for your continued energy here. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to kind of, um, you know, it's been great actually this past year, we have interacted on, on a few different times, we've, we've actually had a few different conversations. Um, and what I kind of want to get to is really what's happening in Hartford now. But for some people that listen to this podcast, I mean, they're just getting into what's happening in Connecticut, like they just think like the startup ecosystem has just formed today, right? Mm -hmm. um, so can you give context of like, you know, where was it a decade ago? And where is it today? Yeah, sure. And so um, we are still relatively young, right? Um, which is a really great thing because uh, it provides us with a lot of opportunity to do lots of things um, moving forward. But you know, as you as you mentioned, uh, Launch Hartford is sort of the the branded entity that has come out of um, uh, the innovation places um, planning process through CT Next. So so um, about four four and a half years ago through the development of the Innovation Places program at CTNX, Hartford had an opportunity to develop a strategy for figuring out how to become a more visible and vibrant hub of innovation and entrepreneurship, a place where people with big ideas um, uh, could turn those big ideas into reality. And I had uh, the fortunate opportunity to um, be a part of that and, and was asked to lead the development of that strategy. And, and it, it, what's been really cool about it is that it's been many, many different stakeholders from across the community with many different perspectives helping to form that strategy. Um, and not to say that it represents every different perspective within the community because that's a really tall order, but I'm hoping to get there um, over the next couple of years. But we have a really good solid foundation of folks that I don't think had previously worked together um, uh, on this type of challenge, this type of opportunity, right? Um, and uh, so, uh, that that provided us with a really critical springboard to say, okay, um, here's where we are. Here's where we know we could be or want to be going forward. Here are the assets that we have within our community already that are really well positioned to help us get towards that that um, that new identity that we that we want to achieve. How do we work together to make that happen? And I think that you know while uh, we've made tr tremendous progress in the last four four and a half years, um, there's still a long ways to go. Um, but also to your point, um, this was only possible because there had been seeds. Um, and sprouts of activity that started to happen 10, 12 years ago um, that even put uh, the terms innovation, entrepreneurship, or got some of these um, kind of stakeholders organized around these activities. And, and uh, I, if I remember the really, really early pioneering days of this in Hartford, um, it felt uh, very much like an original effort. Um, uh, very much trying to just get people together who could spell entrepreneurship, right? Because it's tricky. I still have, um, I, I still have to, to rely on autocorrect and, um, uh, you know, spell check to help me every once in a while with all the R's and the P's. Um, but, uh, you know, that, it, that was 10, 12 years ago. And the difference that I felt four and a half years ago when we were trying to put together the, the innovation places strategy was like, okay, now we have people who are speaking the same language 
language, can, can um, you know, relate to one another, um, share a big vision, and most importantly, um, really think about the specific role that they can play um, in uh, helping to bring that vision to life. Um, and so that's been, I think, what has been really the, the most special over the last uh, kind of four years is, is people gaining the confidence um, and uh, the, the, the energy to, and faith quite frankly, um, to kind of put uh, the effort in to kind of make it happen. And, and uh, we're, we're on our way as a result. It is a process and it all, it all starts with it, these little these conversations that lead to another interaction and the snowball effect, right? It just keeps mm -hmm. on going down the mountain. It gets bigger and bigger. Um, one thing it's, it's uh, for some people you keep on hearing is that like Connecticut is not a great state for business. It doesn't help and, and so forth. It's like, being a part of some of these innovation places projects, being around some of the other activity, it's like, I almost see the opposite. It's like, we're actually trying to spark so much kind of innovation, trying to get people to start businesses, trying to get people to, to, to move here where it's like, actually, I think it's, it's pretty friendly. I mean, you know, taxes, you know, there's, there's other issues kind of uh, aside, but you know, when it comes from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I've felt as if the state has always been pretty welcoming. And I think innovation places is, is a part of that. Right. And, and it's kind of like that, that, um, economic development project that is going to in five, another five, 10 years really pay off because that, because again, more seeds are being planted today for the, the future of what, what we're going to be. Um, so can you give a little bit more context of innovation places and exactly kind of how, how uh, the process kind of unfolded for you in Hartford? Yeah, sure. So we're one of four innovation places that uh, have been established around the state uh, besides us in Hartford. Um, there's also an incredible team down in New Haven. There's a great team in Stamford. And then um, another initiative that's a that's a collaborative between uh, um, a New London and Groton called the Thames River Innovation Partnership. So um, Launch Hartford is the innovation place uh, um, within Hartford. And we, we actually uh, work across the river, which is an awesome thing. We, we partner together with um, um, uh, stakeholders in the town of East Hartford uh, to be able to kind of put together a, a, a holistic strategy. Um, and, you know, the, the way that it started was really kind of taking an inventory of our assets um, and really trying to figure out where does it make strategic sense to try to build on our strengths, right? Because there's many different approaches that you could have taken to figuring out uh, an innovation ecosystem. Um, and uh, part of what we wanted to do was say, you know, let's develop a strategy that will help us go from um, what we want to be to actually something visible and tangible um, as quickly as possible, right? Uh, and that's that's tricky. It's challenging. So the 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 logical uh, place to start was building on our strength. We. Um, did a little bit of um, economic analysis, and uh, it will come as no surprise to anybody who's been around Hartford for a long time, right, that there are kind of three critical industries that, that drive um, uh, most of our economy. Um, it's insurance and financial services, uh, healthcare, and advanced manufacturing. And then um, along with that, there's this really robust um, kind of uh, food culture that's starting to evolve that had uh, some established roots already um, and some really nice diversity to kind of play on um, there to help uh, create um, a place with personality, right? Because because that innovation ecosystem is all about um, opportunities for businesses to grow, but it's also about creating a great place for people to live and a place where people want to hang out. Um, and nothing brings us together like 
food um, or uh, cultural experiences or, um, you know, arts and festivals and all of those different types of things. And so we really wanted to make sure that that element uh, was, was put in there uh, as well. So the, 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 kind of process began with a, all right, now that we know these kind of four pillars and we call them um, uh, insure tech, med tech, advanced manufacturing and connect with a capital CT to play off of our um, uh, location, right? Um, who are the logical stakeholders um, in each of those different areas and the folks who have um, both the expertise and the resources to kind of help move the needle and really establish some great credibility in terms of um, uh, activity here. So we reached out to our insurance community who responded um, uh, incredibly well. We're just so, so, so fortunate to have partnerships with um, really well-recognized names like Aetna, Cigna, Travelers, the Hartford, uh, Nassau Financial Group, right? Um, we reached out to our healthcare community, um, which overlaps with our insurance community because uh, it's really kind of unique that we've got two of the uh, top five um, health payers in the United States located within our region. And we have top quality health care providers like Hartford Healthcare. Um, and then we've got the whole like health um, research angle uh, that's uh, kind of coming up with, with really great things that are that are coming out of um, the University of Connecticut, things that are coming out of CCMC, um, all these kind of upcoming innovations. So we, we reached out to uh, the folks there. Stanley has been an incredible leader in advanced manufacturing and helping us understand um, both kind of what they're doing um, going forward and then also kind of identifying some of the other supply chain uh, that's around that, that can help uh, move the needle. And we really tried to say, okay, um, from an industry perspective, right, where are the innovation plays that are going to keep our anchors super relevant and competitive um, because we need them to be healthy, to continue to be great sources of employment for our region, right? Um, and where are there opportunities based on where those industries are going to help infuse new thinking, new technology um, uh, that may not be, may or may not be homegrown, right? But these are the, these are the things that are changing those industries. Bring in um, the best of the best when it comes to uh, folks that have new tools, capabilities, um, and uh, ways to help uh, move the industry forward and get them working together with our anchors to figure out what the new future of those industries looks like. Because if we can be the place where the future of healthcare, the future of uh, insurance, and the future of manufacturing are taking place, that's something that's really exciting. And I think it provides opportunities um, for people who uh, wanna make a difference that don't already live here, and it creates new opportunities for people who live here um, and want to develop a skill set and have a different um, uh, potential career trajectory or path um, to jump in at the ground floor of an innovation economy that's happening in real time. Um, and that's my sincere hope. And that's what kind of keeps me getting out of bed every morning and, and excited about what I'm doing. These are really fantastic developments. I, I mean, I feel like, it, it, you know, I, I've known you for a long time, Michelle. I think that one of the things that uh, Eric hit upon earlier is that you know, the great thing about what's happening in Connecticut is, is I almost like to think that it's almost more cooperative and supportive as opposed to competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, companies, you know, you, you go to Boston and New York, and I've participated in the Boston ecosystem quite a bit, and and it's you know you're competing for various things. You're entering programs like Mass Challenge and so on, which are great programs. But I feel like in Connecticut, one of the things we're doing is our companies are are 
our big companies, our state programs, and our little companies, our innovators, they're building it together. And, and there, there's a group of uh, mentors and people with lots of great experience who are all very supportive and want to give back. And you find that even with the companies that they want to get back very quickly and they're all contributing to the types of projects you're talking about. That's just amazing. Um, so what's on the list for 2021? What are the, what are the projects that you've either started running or are running this year? Yeah, it's a great question. And before I go there, I just want to acknowledge the point that you just made, Dave, because it's so, so important. And I think it's a strength that uh, goes under-recognized within our community, right? Um, and and I kind of said at the beginning, and we've had a lot of conversations with all of the different stakeholders um, that are at the table right now. It's like, really how we're going to be able to work most effect effectively together is to be able to understand um, what's important to all of us, right? And enlightened self-interest and having transparency over enlightened self-interest is actually a really powerful thing. I don't want anybody to be doing stuff out of obligation um, or feeling like the, this is uh, you know, a philanthropic endeavor. If we're gonna move forward as a community, um, I wanna know what's important to you so that as we're moving forward and we're designing something together, yes, you're contributing to something that's important to, to us, but you're also getting something that's great out of it. And that's the key to sustainability and actually making things, uh, you know, move from a business sense. Because if, uh, you know, uh, anchor corporations or um, higher education institutions or community groups aren't feeling like this is, this type of involvement is fulfilling core goals that they have, um, it's going to fall apart sooner rather than later, right? So um, uh, while we are really cooperative, I think oh, you know one of the things that's allowed us to be so cooperative is just to have an understanding for and deep respect for what, what all of us are trying to do and figuring out where the overlap and the Venn diagrams on the circles are between um, the things that are, that are important to each of us and the things that are important to both of us and, or, or all of us and how we, we um, you know, really hone in on the work that's important to all of us together. Um, so, but thank you for, for raising that point. It, it, it does feel um, like we've, we've got a special moment in time and a really special group of people that are, that are committed to this. Um, in terms of what's on tap for 2021, you know, uh, uh, if, if you had asked me, you know, 18 months ago, um, and I think if you'd asked anyone 18 months ago, you would have gotten a very different answer, right? Um, 2020 threw all of us for a loop. And I actually think that uh, it's probably one of the healthiest things that could have ever happened to us as a society, certainly as like an innovator and an entrepreneur at heart. Like, uh, it's, it's difficult when the world suddenly changes, but that's that's the type of environment that we have to build ourselves for. We have to strength train um, in uh, the skill set to be able to respond to that stuff because that's what being an entrepreneur and an innovator is all about. It's uh, you know doing the best that you can to to predict what's going to happen going forward and position yourself for that, but also figuring out when things change on a dime, how you are going to respond um, and uh, stay relevant um, or uh, seize on a new opportunity that perhaps didn't exist uh, before before the world changed. Right. And so, you know, now in 2021, I think what we've really seen is that the trends that we had identified on a three to five year horizon or maybe a 10 year horizon um, are just happening a whole 
heck of a lot sooner than we thought that they would. We don't have three to five years to, or 10 years to plan for them anymore. Um, they're happening right now in real time. So um, figuring out how to create smaller communities um, that are uh, more digitally connected with each other than face-to-face. -face. I mean, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that has been a little bit challenging about 2020 and these first couple of months of 2021 is uh, at the end of 2019, I felt like we were just getting our feet underneath of us in terms of really having um, a, an amazing array of in-person community events that you could go to, um, uh, uh, you know, on a, certainly on a weekly, but almost on a daily basis, right? There were gathering spots, there was vibrancy, there was buzz um, around physical location and physical gathering. Um, and that was because there were lots of people that felt like they wanted to be um, uh, in communication with one another. They wanted to be in relationship with one another. Um, and they felt like there was benefit from those connections. Um, when we all were uh, kind of sent home on uh, different staggered dates within the month of month of March 2020, right? Um, and uh, we prepared ourselves to hunker down for a couple. Of, first, it was a couple of weeks, then it was a couple of months, and now, you know, uh, we're we're at a year. Um, uh, I think it's it's been a challenge to figure out. All right, is this a temporary pause and in person? Uh, kind of gatherings, events, um, or is this more of a uh, kind of permanent shift towards um, more of a more variety in the ways that we connect with it, one another and getting better at figuring out this, um, we're all in different rooms, but we feel, still feel close and connected to one another through our screens type, type of situation, right? And so, um, it's not perfect. We're still ironing it out. But um, I think that there are some digital tools that allow us to create a much more diverse community, um, a, a much more, uh, um, a, a much larger community, right? Um, uh, than we could if we relied on in-person only events to be able to do that. So while there's challenge, there's always opportunity that comes with that challenge. And and I think that's what we're trying to create. You know, Techstars um, was planning a startup week in the city of Hartford for the first time this past year. And we were super pumped about it because we were like, finally, this is an, an awesome place where we literally be able to showcase physical activity popping up all over the city, density, um, you know, critical mass of people all in the same spot. And then we were like, oh, we've got to do this virtually. Um, and we did it. Was it perfect? Was it the same thing as it would have been in person? Absolutely not, but we did it. We learned a lot of lessons about how to do it better if we want to do it again in that sort of way. Um, and I think those are some of the things that, uh, that, that we're, we're working on. We're, we're also kind of benefiting from the fact that a lot of the organizations that we've been working with aren't on the ground floor of uh, their kind of like local innovation strategy now for four years in. So we're seeing, um, you know, our insurance partners be at a very different stage of their uh, local innovation um, uh, kind of activity than they were three years ago. So the program that we built three years ago and the in-person accelerator where everybody kind of uh, all the different uh, corporate partners came together and, uh, you know, looked at the same companies and tried to mentor the same companies um, and get them through a point where they could, uh, you know, have different commercial opportunities with each of them in a 14-week cohort environment, right, um, was great for that period in time. Now, 
um, because uh, our partners, our corporate partners have developed new capabilities in terms of uh, innovation um, and kind of testing out technology. There's more of uh, their employee base involved. It's not just the innovation um, kind of unit. They've, they've been able to bring in other business units, regulatory distribution, all these different types of things. There's a different model that uh, works uh, that, that's going to work for them. So we're we are on the cusp of finalizing things. I'll be able to make a public announcement about what's next 2.0, um, hopefully in uh, in a few weeks. But it's gonna it's gonna be the same commitment to thinking about how to how to do innovation here in the city of Hartford and how to move their um, their strategic priorities forward. But it's gonna look a little bit different than it has before, right? Um, and, but we're also like really, really interested and, and excited about the fact that um, our partners have pivoted. Makerspace CT is doing, um, you know, hybrid stuff where they're doing um, most of the things that they uh, were doing in a classroom environment asynchronously or synchronously virtually, and then finding ways to bring people together when you need to physically use a tool or have an you know in-person thing with in, with social distance to kind of kind of make it happen. So um, we're I'd say still kind of seventy-five percent of the way through our evolution and, and our pivot structure. Um, but I'm really, really proud that the commitment's still there. Um, the, the work is still being done. It may not be as visible as it was before, but we're, we're preparing ourselves for um, hopefully in the very near future um, with the proliferation of vaccinations and all these other different types of things that are, that are going on to pop back up um, and to uh, be as strong or, as, or stronger than, than, than we were uh, 18 months ago. Yeah, there's always a double-edged sword with like a, like a crisis moment, right? Yeah. There's, you know, things are happening, people are going, you know, uh, you know, everything's just getting shifted around, but then there's always opportunity. And so mm-hmm. what, what was interesting, and, and you know, I, I was on the other side of the Techstars Startup Week, so I saw it like, you know, kind of unfold and how everybody adapted to it. Um, and one thing that I noticed last year was that, um, so for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people in the startup scene, innovation scene, like, they almost felt kind of comfortable with like the, 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 the chaos and then like the, like the changing environment. Cause they're just like, Oh, hold on. This reminds me of 2008. This reminds me of other times where like now, like, I mean, it, it, it's accelerated disruption because you said things that we were thinking about five, 10 years are now two to three, two to five. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's actually a good thing because there's some people that got forced into that change and now they're ad- ad- adopting virtual, you know, virtual. For many businesses, it's actually easier to do virtual. You want to get into the to back into the in-person stuff, but you can actually accelerate your sales process, accelerate a lot of different processes by doing it virtually. And now people are are open to that. So it it I, you know I'm I'm interested to, to kind of hear is that you know have you been feeling that people within the Hartford ecosystem is, is, are kind of like doubling down on innovation and entrepreneurship and like starting something and is like it because you know, you know, doing the work uh, that I did with Techstars, it seemed that everybody that I was friends with was doubling down, right? Mm-hmm. And and some of the people that I'm talking about are like, you know what, actually, today is, you know, time is now to start a new company to, to do something. I mean, a lot of people maybe got laid off. I mean, it's fun. It, it's interesting. At the beginning of this, um, again, it was a few weeks, then a, then a few months. And then by April, I started seeing people that were presidents of companies getting getting laid off all the way down to, you know, it's like the whole range of people getting laid off. Now, some people have gotten jobs again, but some people have started started businesses, right? They say there is opportunity right now. So like, 
how, tell us a little bit about kind of that, uh, uh, have you been hearing that buzz where people are kind of excited to start something or is it still kind of, I'm, I'm uneasy about the future? Look, I mean, it's so hard to make sweeping generalizations about a whole group of people, right? Because um, first, first off, um, and this kind of goes back to a point that you had made earlier in the conversation about people having different kind of grievances about uh, the state of Connecticut, right? Um, uh, and and perceptions of, of whether it is or is not a, a great place to do business. Um, you know, I think that really stems from the fact that entrepreneurship is such a an individual and personal type of experience. And you really can't, I mean, it's, it's like trying to put an entire zoo together, right? And say, you're all animals. Um, so you need the exact same thing. Where really, like, quite honestly, it's, that's not like you have, you have, you know, some, some parts of the zoo that you need aquatic environments for, and you need some part of the zoo that have like cold environments, and you need some that have trees and, you know, forestation, like that is, that is kind of what happens when you try to group everybody under this uh, kind of um, uh, title of entrepreneur. Um, it's intensely different for so many different people and, it, and it's different based on the circumstances that they're coming into their role as an entrepreneur. It is different based on um, the vision that they have for their business in both scope and size. Um, it is different based on the market that they are trying to enter and the established rules of the game um, of uh, you know other players that are in there. It is different based on whether uh, you are adding value to an existing um, market type or, or structure, or you're trying to disrupt and reinvent the entire thing, right? And so when you, you make me start talk about talking about trends, I think you can see micro, micro trends, but you have to make sure that you're doing the analysis in slices rather than across the entire board, because when you try to look across the entire board, you get a really distorted view and you, you start to think about, you know, kind of everybody's experience as outlier, outliers and um, no one being perfect to extrapolate for everybody else. So again, um, you know, the, I see to your point, some of the things that, that you had said, um, people taking um, maybe an unexpected career turn. Um, uh, I thought that I was going to be in this job and uh, advance within this field for the next 10, 15 years, but oh, not in the cards, right? Depending on where they are in terms of their financial obligations, their financial stability, their uh, you know appetite for risk, um, uh, their ability to to um, circle the wagons with other people who have skill sets that they would need to be able to capitalize on um, a, an entrepreneurial opportunity, I see some people like absolutely going for it, right? Um, I see uh, other people, um, if they have different circumstances and all of that, right, uh, kind of saying, oh, well, like, maybe it's, maybe I want to think about what it means to be an entrepreneur um, uh, a little bit more carefully. Maybe I want to hedge my bet and still work on this as a side hustle for a little while longer um, while getting something in that'll, that'll pay my, my regular bills to, to do that. So I think everybody has different reactions, um, but uh, people are still in it. I don't see people bailing on the innovation ecosystem, I think is, is, is maybe um, the, the best answer to your question. Uh, they may have differing levels of commitment that they can make to it, 
than they did 18 months ago because they their circumstances have changed, but they're still in it. They're still trying to figure it out. They're they're weathering the storm. And I think we'll see within the next six to 12 months um, a, a different set of uh, inputs, capabilities, and contributions um, that will present to your point, a really cool set of opportunities that we can then build on, um, and uh, and and perhaps um, you know our community looks wildly different as a result of that um, in a, a really cool, um, uh, fun, um, and 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 you know couldn't have been predicted sort of way, and that, that's exciting to me. You know what I mean? You know, it's interesting. I'll, so. Uh, I agree with absolutely everything you said, um, but for a slightly different perspective, I mean, you know, in in my profession, um, every I've been through three major uh, recessions or, or depressions mm -hmm. in, in, uh, since I've started being a lawyer. And in every single one, um, I saw something, what I consider to be amazing, which is, is I actually saw increases in entrepreneurship, generally speaking. Now, that doesn't mean they should all be treated the same and everybody should get, you know, be be developing their entrepreneurial career a different way. But you, I often see students making different decisions coming out of college or a master's or some kind of post-grad degree because maybe the job they're hoping for isn't there or somebody who is leaving a former job maybe uh, involuntarily and then deciding to make a new prescription. But what, what always struck me about it was, was more than anything, was just what a tribute to the American and human spirit. Um, when I, uh, whenever I have colleagues or, or people on things say, oh my God, we're in a depression, we're in a recession and things are going to go bad. And, and, you know, I don't know where my business is going to be. I have the joy of watching a lot of people, you know, all of a sudden say, no, we're going to be ready when this is done. We're, mm -hmm. we're getting ready for the next step. We're bring, we're going to, we're the ones who are going to bring us out of this eventually. And this is going to change, you know, my personal decisions and my life and, and everything else. And, and you watch that happen. And it's, it's just such a great thing. And, and, and the fact that uh, places like Launch Hartford are there to catch these people and help them along their way and help them find the individual needs, their individual levels of participation, their, their, what it is that they, they need to move to the next level. Uh, that's, you know, that's a great thing. I think, uh, you know, it's nice to talk about, uh, you know, the American spirit in, 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 you know, a positive and delightful way. Well, I, I love that. And it, it feels like a privilege to be able to create that sort of space. And, you know, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, what does launch do? Like, I don't really get it. Right. Cause we don't, we don't run programs ourselves. Um, it's not like we're uh, the ones that are running the incubators or accelerators. We're not a co-working space. We're not, uh, you know, all this other kind of stuff. So the, and it's been a challenge for me to really think critically about what is the right role for an, an entity like launch to play within an innovation ecosystem because um, uh, you can be either additive or you can be subtractive. <laughs> we definitely don't wanna, wanna be subtractive. We wanna be on the additive side of, of the ledger. So, you know, the way that I kind of think about it is, um, you know, it, it may be slightly corny, but there's kind of three C roles that we try to play. Um, one is a convener. Um, how do we um, act as an entity that helps to get um, people with uh, the energy, uh, the skills, um, uh, the resources uh, that we all need to move 
towards that uh, that that robust place that is a is is the best place on the east coast of the United States to start or grow a business. By the way, that's the that's the north star um, that we we kind of have attached ourselves to. Um, how do we get all of the people that can help us get there as quickly as possible together around the same table? And working together to be able to make that happen. So that's the that's the first thing that, that we're really trying to do is is be an effective convener. Second to that is um, you know having people around the table is great, but we've got to figure out how to connect them effectively um, and help them understand where is where are those overlaps in the Venn diagram of enlightened self interest occur, um, so that they can understand. Oh, there's an opportunity. I'm passionate about this, and I really want to do this. I'm passionate about this, and really want to do this too. Um, here's what I can contribute. Oh, here's what I can contribute. Boom, put you guys together. And uh, we get we get there a lot faster than than before. And then the third is, um, you know, acting as a champion of all of the incredible things that are happening within our community. Because um, that's really important. There's a lot of great organizations that are doing really great work. And many of them um, are really busy just doing that work and don't have the time to figure out how to toot their own horn um, uh, or the, 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 re the bandwidth or the resources to be able to figure out how to do that effectively. So that's something that we can do is we, is we can celebrate um, and, and serve as a, as a champion for all of that so that um, it is more visible to, to people, Eric, to your point about like, you know, is there really anything happening in Hartford? And the, 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 there's an obvious answer to that question because um, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to, to spread that message as, as um, uh, often and as vocally as we can through platforms like this, through social media, through our webpage, um, through uh, lots of different forums. So um, it, it is, uh, you know, a, a, a cool um, uh, place to be within, within the community, but it's also, um, we, we try to be a, a very intentional one, um, and then, uh, stay in that lane so that everybody else that's a part of the community can, uh, can do their work, um, and, and feel supported by us. Yeah, for sure. And, and that is a role that needs to happen. I mean, there's a lot of dots within an ecosystem and sometimes there needs to be a connecting thread between them. And that that's what launch is doing. That's what these other groups in the innovation places are, are doing, right? They're connecting the dots and they're strengthening the, the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to, to the point too, is that one thing that I think that is a, a sign of, a, of, a, uh, of an innovation ecosystem kind of maturing is that people who are not uh, identifying as entrepreneurs or are part of a corporation that they're like, you know, I want to get, uh, I want to start uh, interacting with that community. I want to start understanding what's happening. I want to see if I can add my two cents or give an opinion or, you know, there, there's a, there's a lot of people who can participate in innovation, but you don't have to go start a business. You know, okay. you don't, you, you can, in, you can, you can interact in many different ways. And I think that that, that community is growing and that's like the layer out, uh, around, um, you know, the people that are actually on the ground doing the work like yourself and the other people in, in the ecosystem. So um, that's, that, that's hopefully the trend that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, or at least I'm, I'm hearing too. I'm, I'm hoping that's what um, some people that are listening to this podcast are understanding a little bit what's going on and can interact. So um, I, I always like to, uh, to see the, uh, the evolution of these things. It's such a great point, Eric, and I think that it's one of the things that I've been most delighted to see as part of the the development of uh, the the community within Launch Hartford, and I'm I'm hoping we'll will continue to grow, right? So, when a, to your point, there it takes a lot of different types of actors to make an ecosystem work. 
Um, and yes, there are the entrepreneurs that have, uh, you know, stuck their neck, stuck their neck out there to start a business who are doing the grind um, uh, against all odds, right? With a very limited set of resources and they're really trying to make it work, right? Um, and that's one group of people that's critical uh, to, to the health of an ecosystem. Um, but I think the unsung heroes of an ecosystem are the people that um, maybe aren't doing that work, but see the people that are doing that work and reach out that first hand to help them, right? Um, there is this uh, kind of viral video that went around um, uh, of like maybe a decade ago, maybe I'm really dating myself, but anyway, um, if, you, if you YouTube the Sasquatch Music Festival um, and first follower, there's this amazing video of, uh, it's a, it's a outdoor music festival, um, uh, picture, uh, your favorite fish show or whatever it is, uh, you know, um, and there's this guy who's on a lawn listening to the music and he's the only one dancing. He's called the lone nut, right? And he's just grooving. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks of him around him. Um, he is, uh, just doing his thing. And at first he sticks out like a sore thumb and everybody's like, oh my God, that guy is just completely in his own world over there. Right. But then what, and, and the video goes on for a couple minutes like that. And, the, and, you know, people are kind of snickering. They're, they're having, they're passing their own judgment of, sort of what's going on. Right. And then there's this magic moment where another guy comes over and starts dancing with him. And I guarantee you that guy that comes over and starts dancing with him didn't think about starting the dance movement right, is probably very comfortable as part of another social circle, right? So he's, so to the entrepreneur, he's the guy that's, a, that's got a, a, a nine to five job, right? But he sees what that, what that entrepreneur is doing and says, hey, I feel that. I'm going to do what I can to support you, even if that just means coming over and dancing with you for a little bit so you're not alone. And then what happens? There's another group of three or four people that join in. And then all of a sudden, in the span of about 45 seconds, it becomes an entire lawn-wide dance party. And so I think that, you know, if people are thinking about how do I get involved with what's going on, but I'm not quitting my day job. Um, I'm very happy uh, with, my, with my day job and I have a career, but I also am seeing this whole innovation and entrepreneurship thing over here. And I, I, want, I want to groove, right? Um, the, the coolest thing that has started to happen over the last three and a half years and the thing that I really hope uh, continues to proliferate is people are kind of raising their say, hand and saying, how can I help? Um, and they are providing their professional expertise. So a lot of you know, entrepreneurs who are developing new technology have a hypothesis about how their technology is gonna benefit a new sector that they've never worked in. A lot of new technology comes to the city of Hartford and is like, I can solve that insurance problem. And they may have not have ever worked in insurance. So they don't know the um, regulations that they're, gonna, that they're gonna bump into. They don't know the distribution structures that they're gonna bump into. They don't know um, what it actually takes to sell a new technology solution and plug into um, a mainframe system of um, a, a large company that uh, has been doing things and has different layers of architecture um, over decades of their involvement, right? So the beauty of those first followers and those guys that are coming in and dancing and saying, how can I help is that they have those little nuggets of expertise and they can say, I see what you're doing. Awesome. You might want to take into consideration X, Y, or Z. 
or let me tell you about uh, the thing that I learned over here. And that's invaluable to uh, entrepreneurs because there's no way that any one person or any one team can have the expertise in all of these different domains to be, to be um, successful on their own. It takes people coming in and saying and helping them to understand what the road looks like ahead and help them chart the right course with that really limited time and really, really limited set of financial resources most of the time, right? And so the, the phenomenon that that's starting to happen here in Hartford and we can have people that um, you know have titles like underwriter or um, doctor or head nurse or um, you know, uh, machine operator, um, uh, or you know that kind of thing. Be a part of the innovation ecosystem is where you're really starting um, to develop a, a, a fantastic environment um, for ideation, iteration, innovation um, that actually uh, can go somewhere, rather than being uh, kind of um, uh, what ifs or uh, you know, perfect scenario-based type of uh, potential going forward. So, so that's what I'm excited about. Very cool. And I, and I think that uh, um, this is a good place to kind of start wrapping up the conversation because you are right. Uh, first of all, that video, that's a great analogy. I like right when Maybe you start saying, I was like, I remember it. I, I remember that video <laughs> and people go, and, it, and it's one of those things where it's uh, when you start watching it, you're like, you almost kind of feel a little bad for the guy. You're kind of mm -hmm. a little embarrassed. You're like, oh, this guy's just like dancing. He must feel awkward. Yeah. And then the next person comes and all of a sudden, then at, at some point you're like, oh my God, I wish I was there dancing. You know, like hey. you're, like you're, you're, you're you got that FOMO from it. So again, we're we're definitely not at the FOMO stage. I don't I don't think, uh, but people are, are hopping in uh, and getting uh, uh, participating and so forth. So it mm -hmm. that's a I I think I, I think I may have to steal that analogy from you. And again, sometimes entrepreneurs steal right there. You know, they kind of you know repurpose kind of things. But uh, that is that is a phenomenal uh, analogy. And I think that uh, maybe some of the young young kids uh, won't uh, remember that video, but us, uh, us us people who've been on the internet for a while do. The, the used to be young amongst us, right? Um, yeah. uh, may, may benefit from it. Yeah, I'm over 30, so I can say I'm old, right? I was going to say, if anybody feels like they're young, they just go on YouTube and look up leadership lessons from a dancing guy. That's the name. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Um, maybe you guys can post a link to it on your on your page or whatever, and we, we can we can make that happen. Yes, yes, for sure. So, uh, so on that note, um, if there are people that want to kind of uh, join the dance party and want to kind mm -hmm. of uh, uh, kind of raise their hand, um, where can they go to uh, interact with Launch, Har uh, Launch Hartford um, and uh, and connect with uh, what's going on in Hartford? Yeah, so um, connecting with us is just one way to make that happen. So if you come across somebody who uh, is trying to make something really cool happen, I'd say connect with that person first and feel free to, you know, m figure out how to work together in whatever way works for you both. That is that is like probably the, 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 the best outcome that I could ever hope for is to just encourage that type of organic activity. Um, but if you're feeling like you want to, uh, you know, jump into the larger ecosystem, understand what's happening, um, have us give you a helping hand to understand what is happening and maybe where where the opportunities are that are that, that might fit your goals and objectives best, we're, that's what we're here for, right? Um, so launchinhartford.com is our webpage. Uh, so please come and visit. And then there's a connect at 
launch and Hartford email address, or you can find in the about us section, um, uh, my face, uh, the face of um, our incredible program specialist, Yaza, Yasna Stannard. Um, and uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, we will uh, do our best to um, pick up the phone or Zoom or whatever it is and get to know you a little bit about uh, a little bit about you and uh, figure out how we can help going forward. And sometimes that's us doing something um, uh, ourselves. And sometimes that's us referring you to other people that uh, are much more better, are much better connected um, to what you're trying to do. But that's, that's the beauty of community is that um, no one person has to do it all by themselves. So um, uh, please reach out early and often. Um, we're on social media. So we've got a presence on um, LinkedIn. We've got a presence on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook. So you can follow us in all of those different channels. Um, and, uh, you know, if worse comes to worse, um, ping Eric and Dave, because we've been working together for long <laughs> enough that they know how to get a hold of everybody. That's what everybody normally says. If worse comes to worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse comes to worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be the la la last resort. The <laughs> as, as a lawyer, Dave, I don't, I mean, I don't know that like you can escape that, right? Like no. there, there are the proactive people that come to a lawyer and then there are people that are like, oh, I really need a lawyer now, right? And yeah, you can worse came, that, that's how my phone calls start. I, I pick up the phone, I'm like, so worse came to worse, huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much. This was great to have you on here. Thank you both. Um, honestly, this is this is a special place. Um, and uh, again, it's because of, of people like you guys. So uh, thank you for carrying the torch. Thank you for helping to get the word out um, and cannot wait to continue to work with you guys to, to make everything that's happening in Connecticut recognized um, uh, both by the people who are already here and those who should be here, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the people who are coming here, right? We're, we're trying That's to bring right. people to Connecticut, right? If so. you're listening to this and you're not here, you should be here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much, uh, Michelle. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Have a good one, guys. When starting a podcast, one step in the journey is landing a sponsorship. And in 2021, CT Startup is thankful to have two sponsors. One of those sponsors is Connecticut Innovations or some people know it, CI, an organization that has been a key player in turning Connecticut into a hub for innovation. In 2020, Bloomberg ranked Connecticut as the fourth most innovative economy in the country. And CI is one of those organizations here in Connecticut that can take credit for that ranking. CI is Connecticut's strategic venture capital arm and is the leading source of financing and ongoing support for innovative growing companies. By offering equity investments, strategic guidance, and introductions to valuable partners, they are enabling promising businesses to thrive. For more information on how Connecticut Innovations can work with your company, please visit their website, www.ctinnovations.com. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. See you next week.